and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Dung, and today we're going to be talking about adding value. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this week I got out on a few runs, which is pretty good, managed to get out before uh, most of the rain, so dry running most of this week, which was a nice change from the uh, previous damp weeks that we'd had. Um, did a seven mile run, which was good, so one of the longer training runs I've done in the last couple of weeks, so starting to build the miles up now. Um, next week, probably do uh, nine, nine and a half miles um, in one go uh, and do a couple of different runs, slightly shorter runs, um, but try and get up to about nine, nine and a half miles if I can. Um, that's pretty good. I'm about two thirds of the way, or coming up to two thirds of the way through my um, language learning um, challenge. Um, so I'm trying to learn Spanish in 90 days. And at the end of that, I'm hoping to be able to have a 15 minute conversation with a native speaker. That's going pretty well at the moment. I've got a couple of different teachers I've talked about previously on italki, which is a great, um, great app, great system, um, for having Spanish lessons or any language lessons. I'm guessing, um, pretty cheap. They do a whole host of languages, not just Spanish. Obviously I'm using this, using the Spanish teachers and they are pretty good. Um, so I've been enjoying that and feeling positive about that. So I want to jump jump into today's topic um, and talk about adding value because I talk to a lot of people and they kind of think that doing the bare minimum is going to get them ahead. And I think that's uh, well, obviously it's wrong. Um, but doing doing the bare minimum, doing your job is what's required. So if you're doing a job, whatever that job is, whether it's working for yourself or whether you, whether you're employed by somebody else. You've, you've got a job. The bare minimum, your job, is what you're paid to do. So you kind of don't win any brownie points for doing the bare minimum. Um, you win points and you improve by delivering additional value over what people expect. So um, if people are expecting a certain level of service and you consistently meet that, well, you may get a really good reputation, but you're not going to get a great reputation. You get that great reputation by delivering additional value, more value than was expected. Now, where people lose customers is if you fail to deliver any value, um, but you think you are. You know, so I had an experience this week um, where I was in a, a fast tune, a fast food restaurant. I won't say which restaurant. Um, I'd ordered um, a burger, uh, some fries, uh, and a few other bits and bobs through um, the drive-thru. So I'd driven up, they'd taken my order, pulled around, got my order, paid, got my order, and I pulled off into the car park to to eat uh, my dinner. So I opened the bag and immediately realised they'd given me the wrong order, um, which wasn't so much of a problem because uh, what, what I'd got was better than what I'd ordered. Um, so I uh, thought, well, I'll just eat this and I can't be bothered to run back in and change it. So it's all fine. Um, so I had a few chips and they were stone cold. So I thought, right, I can't eat. It's different to what I ordered and it's cold. So, so I walked in because I'd only parked in, in the car park of the restaurant. So I walked back in and asked to um, change the food. And the lady behind the counter, she kind of huffed and and tuffed about this. And, uh, you know, she said, oh, what's the problem? I said, oh, I've just got this, but it's, ro- it's the wrong order. And she said, oh, well, we, we can do the right one if you want. And I said, yep, that'd be great. But also, can I have it hot, please? And um, she made a big fuss about it, uh, about uh, about putting it right, about that it was cold in the first instance. Now, I'm not a particularly bad person. I just don't like eating cold food. 
um, when you've bought it and you expect it hot. So guess what? I'm not going to be going back to that restaurant again. I'm going to be going to somewhere else. So you've kind of lost business there by not even providing any value. You've provided less value than was expected, let alone the additional value. And I think a lot of people get into the habit of my job's X, so I must do X. Well, if your job's X and you do X plus Y, then you're going to be in a much better position. Whatever whatever your job is, if you're a property entrepreneur and you're finding um, tenants good quality homes, maybe you can provide them with um, a better quality of furniture than they would expect. Um, if you're a, a health and fitness expert, maybe um, you're doing some personal training with people. Maybe you can provide them with some additional plans that they can work through at home as a as a an additional value. Um, you know, there's a hundred and one ways that you can add extra value in whatever role it is that you have. It doesn't matter what job you have, and that doesn't matter whether you're self-employed or employed by somebody else. There's always additional stuff that you can do. So it's worth taking five minutes out of your day to sit down and say, right, what additional value can I provide to my customers today? And and almost putting a little bit of a plan to provide that additional value and make that additional value part of your core service, because that's how you go from good to great and become get that really good, get that great um, reputation and keep building your brand and your brand awareness, because I think that's that's a real key thing, because... Good things, good brands, good reputations take years and years and years to build up, but they can actually be destroyed, you know, in one easy step. You know, uh, my experience of going into a restaurant at the weekend, I'm sure I've had that happen a couple of times. And I don't know whether it was at the same place or not, but I'm just like, you know what, I'm fed up of kind of average and mediocre um, when there's so many other people out there willing to provide a better service. So you don't really have to put up with it. You shouldn't have to put up with it. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So if if you are not willing to put up with average and mediocre service, then why should your customers, if that's what you're providing them? Hopefully you're not. Hopefully you're already providing them a really great service. You're providing them really um, additional value than, than they expect. If not, take five minutes today or over the next weekend and think, right, how can we add additional value? I've already given you a couple of examples there to, as, as, as ideas. Um, build on that. And um, if, if you have success doing that, then you can build on that even further and further. And, you know, some things you can do um, for free to start with, you know, the example I gave of a health and fitness expert giving some additional plans. Well, maybe so as you're doing your one-to-one coaching sessions, you can then give these plans to people additionally so they can do at home. But maybe you can then, if you get some good feedback on those plans from the individuals, you can then put them onto your website and sell those plans separately so for people who aren't doing the one-to-one coaching so that you've got a product. So you've kind of widened your market, um, your marketplace by expanding to people. They don't necessarily want one-to-one sessions, but they just want a plan to be able to follow in their own home or at their local gym um, in their own time. They don't necessarily want that one-to-one engagement, but you've got a product now that you can offer to those folks as well. And you've had positive feedback over it already. So by building that additional value in, you're also giving yourself the opportunity to grow and expand your business in other ways. I think it's quite natural to kind of grow your business into that into that space. And sometimes that added value you provide will be what your brand and your reputation becomes built on. So I think it's really important 
um, you know, a lot of people dislike their jobs and they hate their jobs and they, th- you know, they're, they're always kind of complaining about other people pulling them down or not doing their parts, etc., etc. But the thing is, if they're not delivering that additional value, then why would they be promoted over the person that is delivering extra value? You know, it's quite an easy easy way to look at life is the more value you provide the more marketable you are and like I say it doesn't matter whether you're in your own business or or you're employed by somebody else let's take for an example that you're employed by somebody else you know if they've got five people all doing the same job um, but there are two of those five uh, really putting in additional value and they're going above and beyond um, really caring about the customers, working through customers' problems really carefully, you know, they're going to be promoted first. Now, there's no point in the other three kind of complaining and whinging, or oh, things don't always go my way, the younger people get promoted or the older people getting promoted, depending on which way around it is, uh, coming up with all these excuses. You've really merely got to look at the fact of how much value you're providing. And if you're ever in a situation like that, it's kind of you've got to have a good honest hard look at yourself in terms of right i've just been looked over for a promotion or turned down for a promotion um why is that what what separates me from the person who actually got it and if you look at them and say actually yes they've done this this and this and i've not done that then you've got some things to work towards and you can say there's the blueprint print of what i need to do to get promoted and the thing is what's great about this day and age is there's a blueprint for everything. There's very little being done that hasn't been done before. So most things, there's a blueprint you can follow to get to where you want to go. And if you can follow that blueprint, then success is going to come. And if you can follow that blueprint and add even more value than that blueprint told you to, then you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be top of your game fairly quickly, top of the league, so to speak. You know. Um, I think it was Michael Jordan, the basketball player. Somebody asked him, you know, why why are you the first person on the court in practice and why are you the last person off? Why don't you just do the mandatory um, the mandatory training that everybody else does? Well, and his response was, I'm sure it was Michael Jordan. It might have been another sports person, but I'm pretty sure it was Michael Jordan. His response was, well, the mandatory training is mandatory. That's required. I don't get any brownie points for doing that. Um, you know, everybody's doing that. So by doing that, that makes me average. If I want to stay the top of my game, if I want to be the best basketball player in the world, then I've got to do go above and beyond and do additional training, additional drills, look after my nutrition a bit better than everybody else does. That's how I get those gains. That's how I stay on top of, of my game and keep growing and, and developing as a person. And, you know, it's very true, you know, any sport you play, the the training is mandatory, you know, it's a standard requirement. And that's the thing about best practice. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Best practice just makes you average. If, you, if you've got your own company, whatever it may be, and you implement best practice, then you're just going to be average. You're going to kind of be middle of the lane. Now, you've got to get, you've got to implement best practice, but then you've got to stay in front of that, to stay the best in your sector, the best in your area. Um, whatever you're looking to do, um, you've got to kind of impl- implement best practice because that is usually the most efficient way of doing stuff. But then you've got to find other ways. You got to keep being innovative. You've got to keep looking for new ways to add value. And you know, I think this core concept of value is 
really important. I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten about that they're supposed to be adding value, even um, jobs um, where you're kind of um, enforcing rules. So, for example, um, if you're a HMRC finance rep or tax person, um, um, I'm trying to think of other kind of roles similar to that. So in the property role, you might be an electrical um, uh, surveyor, um, you know, an architect, something like that, where you're putting something in place, you know, especially uh, let's take the example of an electrical surveyor. So there's an electrician come in, they've done a load of work. You're coming in to approve that work that's been done to a certain standard. Now, the expectation of you coming in to do that means there's one or two options that you're either going to pass the electrical work or you're going to fail the electrical work. Now, if you pass the electrical work, that's great. Everybody's happy. Great job. Well done. If you fail it, what can you do to add value? Can you provide some, right, this is where you failed and provide some guidance in terms of what they need to do to bring it up to the correct standard? Maybe they've got something completely wrong so you can refer them to another job that's been done right so they can go and see how it's done and how can you help that person improve what they do? Because just by failing them, you've not provided any value to their life whatsoever. In fact, you've become a barrier because you've just rejected them without providing that feedback. But if you provide that feedback, then hopefully that's some additional value that the people can benefit from. So hopefully that's helped and hopefully you've been able to have a chance to think about value. Um, take five minutes this weekend to think about what additional value you can provide to your customers. And hopefully you can all um, provide that extra something to stand out in the marketplace. Thank you for listening. See you next week.